Hi, welcome to Intuition, Your First Sense, the podcast that demystifies intuition and helps you to understand how to line up with your own gifts and talents and to live a life that is successful for you, whatever that means, because success means different things to different people. I'm here to help you arrive in that life and occasionally give you a little encouraging boot in the butt to get going and to live the life, not just dream about the life. This episode, I have a wonderful introduction to a product that has actually brought success to my life. It's a wonderful supplement called Magic Mind. And stay tuned because you're going to want to know about this. Hey there. Welcome to Intuition Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And the third week of November is when this is airing. And I am aware that this, the holiday period, the end of the year just came through some holidays for some cultures, some faiths heading into holidays for other faiths and other belief systems and the end of the year celebration of the new year. And that can bring up a lot of emotions. And it can be difficult to process the stress that some people put on themselves through the holidays, as well as the emotions that or memories that are connected to the holidays. I just, I mean, a couple of years ago, I decided I just didn't want to do the holidays because other people got so stressed out about it. I couldn't even (laughs) be near them. Personally, do not believe our holidays are about material objects or that whole capitalist thing. I believe it's about sharing your heart, maybe some time together, home goods, um, not the store home goods, but homemade goods or, you know, a token, but it's the time together that's really important. And I understand with kiddos and everything, it's a different situation, but I don't know. I still feel like we could instill that and not be so materialistic. But that's not actually what this is about. It's more the stress that comes with the holidays that I, and I feel like there's a lot of emotions underneath that don't get processed and then come out in the holidays when people are at, on their last, last nerve. And it's though these times of pressure where it just builds up, builds up, builds up like that tea kettle. And finally, you know, the steam. You got to let it go because otherwise you're going to blow your motherboard. And I wanted to talk about this in a couple different ways. One, that we often find ourselves in these situations in life. Well, maybe it's not often, but you're not going to get through life without some amount of pressure, some amount of stress. And those things and the BS that's sold that you can live a completely joyful life is along the same lines of that subject of love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. Bull pucky. Because there's still work. There's still stress. There's still pressures. There's still, you know, accomplishment points slash deadlines, goals, and things that have to be met. So, you know, as a straight communicator, I am going to cut through all that BS and talk a little bit about the times that we're under pressure. And then you can roll this into the holidays if that works for you. Or if you're listening to this smack dab in the middle of the year and it's no longer the holidays, it's still hopefully going to apply. I was thinking about this the other day because 
some I had shared with someone that my husband passed seven years ago. It's seven years now, seven years ago. And they were like, oh, I'm sorry. And then I was kind of, we were talking about the times in life where it feels like you just can't catch a break. Like there's one more thing on top of one more thing on top of one more thing. So his passing was exhausting because he needed a lot of care and I was running a business and there's a lot of emotions when you're with somebody for 27 years when they're passing and you actually like that person. And there's a lot of stress because you're tired and you're processing and maybe you know a little bit too much about medical stuff. So you know where this is headed, even if other people are in denial, then you're supporting the other people around it. Then it goes ahead and passes. And then you realize that you have to deal with all these emotions and support the kids and and it seems like supporting the people, but you've also created in your world that person who is known as a medium and someone who is able to communicate with the dead. Here's a little known fact. Those that are really close to us, it's more difficult to connect with because we still have processing to do. So then I was sharing, kind of laughing about it because I've already worked through it. But I also found out at the time that because I was on the deed of the house, but not the mortgage, um, because it just worked out better that way back when we refinanced at one point and, uh, better for us financially. And, uh, I had to buy my own house. So I had to figure out how to do that. And then the dog blew out his leg and possibly needed surgery, eventually did really need surgery. And then all of this stuff, I don't know if you've ever had to settle an estate for someone. He didn't really have an estate. What he had was, debts that had to be transferred to me. (laughs) But you still have to go through the court process. You still have to do all of that stuff. Thankfully, that was pretty easy for us because we were joint on everything. But then there were multiple other things that showed up on top of that. And then I still had to work or I wasn't going to be able to buy said house. And then there were other family stuff going on you know, life happens. You just have to sell the extra car. We had just bought a truck for him, had to sell that truck. And there were just one more thing after another, after another. And she's like, wow, you were really strong. And you're so strong to get through that. And I said, this was not in a session, by the way, I wasn't pouring out my stuff in a session to someone else. But I said to her, I just felt so isolating at the time because I truly believe in the the eternalness of our soul and that it's a good thing to pass and high five to everybody who passes. I still say that. But at the time, people were saying, you're so fortunate to have your faith and your strength and your all of this. And I didn't argue with that. I was too exhausted and too emotionally drained to explain to them that actually, no, I don't have this in that moment because, oh yeah, a friend had passed right before that. And another friend I had to have the conversation with that it just didn't feel like he was treating himself well and the all of the stuff he was going through was going to help him because everybody was kind of placating him and he was doing what he thought the family wanted him to do. So having that conversation with him was really hard and 
like all that stuff built up. And then people are like, you're just so strong. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Uh, but I don't know how to say I need help. I don't know how to say this is so incredibly debilitating and hard. And yet I still have to get up and go through it. And I didn't want to put it on anybody else. And I felt like I had a certain reputation I had to uphold. I had to speak about his passing as if I was so grateful. And I was grateful that he was out of pain. I was grateful that he just didn't want to be here. And this kind of freed him up in that way. Um, But I didn't feel like I could say that I'm mad that he's not here. I'm mad that he gave up and all of these other emotions because I felt like it wouldn't fly well with the reputation I had of honoring everybody who passed. But I I know now that that's part of honoring them is being honest and being able to say, I am at my limit. I cannot support anybody any longer except myself. And then at the time, I was also getting certified in neuropathy work. <laughs> as I speak of it now, I think, damn woman, if you had come to me as a client, I would have put up my timeout hands and said, what are you trying to do? You're not a superhero and there's nobody really that you need to prove this to. But I didn't know how to ask for help. And I'm sure, I am sure that most of the people listening to this at some point have put their own emotions on hold and just powered through because somewhere along the line, we're fed that line of hooey. And then the pressure mounts and it builds and it builds and it builds and you just crash. And the way that it crashed for me was a couple injuries, back injuries and, and other things that happened. And then, oh yeah, by the way, the dog started having seizures and then eventually passed shortly after my husband. So that was fun. Not, um, but it feels like in each moment, you're, you're one nano step from losing your stuffing. That's what I kept saying. I'm going to lose my stuffing. And then my grief was leaking down my face. So it was crying. Grief was coming out and it just doesn't seem fair at the time or right. And it feels like the pressure is just building so much. And I had somebody actually say to me, well, you're like a diamond. That pressure is creating a diamond within. Well, excuse me, but F you. F anything that says this is here to help you learn your true power, your true true strength. Please don't say that to someone going through the most difficult time of their life thus far. Like when you say that, you're just trying to make it okay for you. So when you say to someone, you're so strong, you're inspirational, what an amazing fighter. And this could be disease process. This could be, um, you know, they're the ridiculous biases we have in our world of people of color or ethnicity. You're so strong to come through this. You're brave. Please, I implore of you, do not be the person that says that because what you're doing in that moment is you're making it okay for you. You're making it okay and you're blocking, I think, this is what it feels like to me and what I've witnessed, you're blocking a really great opportunity for this other person to share and then you're not leaving any room for them to share. 
Um, I remember I called somebody. I was at my breaking point. I was down on the floor at what I called the widow's wail. Like when that cry just comes from so deep that you just can't do anything about it except let it out, thankfully, because you do need to let it out. But I called someone and I will say she did come over. But five minutes after she came over, she started talking about how hard Howard was my husband's name was his passing was on her. And I'm like, Jesus, flippity, floppity, floppity in my head. But still at that time, I couldn't say, no, this doesn't work. Like, this is not about you in this moment. And so I sat there taking it and then eventually said, I'm good. You can go. And then I am grateful. One of my other dearest shows up later that night and she just held me. And that's what I actually needed in that moment. I didn't need anybody to fix it. I didn't need you to say I've hurt before. I just needed someone to hold that space. And I had been told many times by people in my life, a couple of people in my life that, Well, I didn't call them. Well, that's why I didn't call because when I called, it would always be turned on the other person. So part of this rant that I'm currently on is how to allow yourself to receive from people, but also how to know who, how to choose. And then also how to be that person who can hold a space who can be there and recognize that all this person needs right now is to speak because that's how you have the quote unquote strength to carry on. That's how we move through things when our hurt is being heard, when our trauma is being listened to, recognized, acknowledged, and how you stand up again because if there isn't that space, then it starts to become a, a a turning within and not sharing and then more of a struggle. And then only to hear that someone says to them, you're my hero, or um, I don't know if I could do the same. Well, I'm not asking you to do the same. I'm asking you to see that I'm human and I feel a need in this moment, so much so that I'm allowing myself to be vulnerable. And if you're someone who's uncomfortable in those situations, I have a few suggestions for you that I'll give in the end. Most of the time you can just be quiet and you can receive Um, because someone going through a diagnosis, a treatment, someone who's just had someone pass, um, someone who has found out devastating news about a loved one um, that changed their view of them. Um, Someone who has lost their support or gone through a divorce or someone's just up and left them. They're not looking to be your inspiration. They don't need to be brave for you. Um, They're not looking for them to be the sense of empowerment for someone else. So in the instance of domestic abuse, like someone will say, you're, it's so amazing that you walked away. It absolutely is. You're my inspiration. And maybe one day I'll do that. No, no. Or maybe one day you'll inspire someone else to do that in the moment. No, 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 no. That's not what we say. It may actually end up being true, but in the moment, what you do is you 
ask them, is there anything I can do for you? Most of the time, someone in a moment of that won't be able to speak. So to the point of the people who said, you didn't call me, you didn't let me help. I don't know if you've ever experienced that cry on the floor curled up in a ball. Your thought is not, oh, let me reach out to someone because they said they wanted to help me. Your thought is, how do I get oxygen into my body? Because it honestly feels like my heart is breaking so hard right now that it's not going to be able to pump blood. It's not about empowerment. It's not about being an inspiration. And you know what? It's also not about being a victim. It's not about being a survivor. It is about breathing in that moment. And you can recognize later, maybe in hindsight, when you're looking at it as I'm able to do now, that wow, I really (laughs) did not choose well when I called on people, but good for me for allowing myself to call on someone. And I'm sharing this because going into the holidays when it's difficult and any time of our lives when it's difficult, it's not up to us to make sure the other people are okay. It's not up to you to be the inspiration for someone right now as you're going through. It's up to you right now to breathe, to reach out for some support, maybe professional support, but it is not up to you to be that person who props somebody else up and honestly gives them a free pass because they probably didn't want to talk about your pain. Do people mean well? Yes, I think they really do. But you can mean well and still do damage. If in the moment you've said to someone, you're so strong and you get no response, it's because they don't know how to say back to you with all due respect, you know, bugger off, um, get out of my face because I've actually got no choice right now because my own body is still here. So I have to face it. So if they get neutral or don't have words or just make a face, it's, it's still not about you. And the receiving of what you just said, because they're trying to process the words and they, it honestly doesn't make sense because in the moment, most of the time, you don't feel inspirational. You don't feel strong. You don't feel like you're empowered or even brave. Oh, that friggin' word. You don't feel brave. So then that kicks a few episodes back the imposter syndrome in again. And a lot of the times people will go into the habit of, into the practice of making sure the person who's saying those words doesn't feel bad about themselves. So then you just added people pleasing to the thing. This isn't a guilt trip. This is hopefully educational. Okay. So I told you I was going to talk about magic mind. I found this product and then they found me, which is, I think, the universe in action to bring this information to you. I took this and I admittedly ordered the smaller package and then went right to the subscription because it's amazing. I found less inflammation. Um, My sinuses cleared up, which I did not expect. It powered me through a 14-mile hike that was a little treacherous with some misfortunes of missing some turns and all that. And yet I was calm and it was an amazing experience. I know my body well. I know when something works for it. I knew that this was the answer to dumping some of the other supplements that I've been taking that I've been getting eh 
results with. It's all natural. It's matcha. It's honey. It tastes amazing. And even Mike loved it. And he usually says matcha tastes like grass. So that's an endorsement. It's helping both of us with focus and productivity and just feeling overall joy for life. And I feel like my cells are very happy to have it on board. And I want you to feel the same way. So you can go to the link in my show notes and you will get 40% off, which is also why I suggest the subscription, because why not get 40% off of the larger bundle, right? Go ahead and give it a try. It really is magic. I would not bring this to you if I didn't feel like it was an amazing product with wonderful people behind it. I wish you the best and go make magic of your life. So make sure you head over to www.magicmind.co backslash intuition and you're going to use the code intuition20 to get your 40% off for the next 10 days. So, you know, head on over there. When someone says, has said to me in the past, you're so strong to have gone through that. And even being in a a fantastic relationship now, I don't know if I could do that. You're so strong. Well, I don't know if you can do it either, but we don't have to compare situations because my situation is not your situation. And when someone is bringing these, this stuff to you, especially in a social situation, it can be that maybe you're thinking that this is the biggest compliment you can give. But when someone is in this moment of great grief, they can't take it that way. And you're putting them on the spot by complimenting them. And, and sometimes it feels like they owe you something the next part of the conversation, perhaps. Maybe they have to keep it going or a thank you um, because it can be in rude in society to have somebody give you a compliment and then you not follow it up with thank you, even if it feels like they just threw a dagger through your heart. So a few suggestions where this is concerned. And maybe it'll help you when you're in these situations too, to draw on the fact that yes, you do have strength you don't know about, but there are moments because it hasn't been tapped into yet, but there are moments in life where we do not need to register that. We do not need to measure it. There are times where you are simply in your being and in your feelings and there just isn't headspace for it. Or as the really hip people say, I don't have bandwidth for that. Because In those moments when you're really grieving and in pain and hurting, the kindest thing you can do, the best thing you can do is to drop the resistance and feel the melting into whatever that crying is. Feel the melting into feeling those emotions and feel that, mm, yes, that deep level of courage and tenacity and even resilience. I'd much rather someone say to me, you're, you're resilient because to me, that means, yeah, I have, I have gotten up, but it also means I don't have to power through in every moment. Um, when someone is offering the, the word of resilience, uh, please process through for yourself the idea that they're not saying you have to be a, a victim of trauma or abuse or just keep taking it on the chin. 
what they're, they may be saying is look at your amazing capacity to process through, to understand what's going on, and then to show up in life again. It is something that can seem right along the same line as strong and brave. For me, resilience, and you may see it a different way, but resilience is me being able to look at what I've experienced in my life and be proud of myself that, yeah, I do show up. Because I've learned to drop the resistance and allow the pain to be there and allow myself to feel the depth of emotion that's in there and to process through it. So when we go through these things, we do find a deeper reservoir within ourselves. And I hope compassion and an understanding of the of the brilliance that it is to be human and experience life because you're not going to get out of it without disappointment or hurt or a feeling of grief or even desperation sometimes. So a few suggestions. If you are someone who's heard that someone has just gone through a tragedy or has just had a diagnosis, it is brilliantly okay to not just discuss what's going on in that person's life around that, that situation. If someone is sharing their story about it, feel free to say, I, I admire your sharing and um, how's it going with that project you've been working on? It's not all about deflecting the conversation. You can feel where someone is. I'm talking about when someone is um, expressing their, uh, or just living their lives, not even expressing, just living their lives in every day. And you feel a sense of, I need to acknowledge this. Great. You acknowledged it, but it's also okay to talk about the other things in their lives or ask a question of the person, um, to inquire about their whole life because the pain or what they've gone through or their past trauma, it's not their whole life. There's so much more to people that if we allow ourselves to see that, and we can be there for the person. You can help them to heal. Um, you can, you can respect, you can respect what they're going through, what they've come through. Timelines are important on this. If it's just happened, of course, compassion, showing up for the person in quiet ways, um, reaching out a couple weeks after somebody passes is important couple months after somebody passes, because as a friend said to me who had gone through this with her husband, it'll, it'll be all chaotic and then there'll be crickets. And of course people move on with their lives, but there are things that we can do to support others. Um, if you do feel inspired by someone and how they've handled something, maybe using the example of domestic abuse, you actually inspired me to stand up to someone who is hurting me. And I appreciate that. Uh, if you were to do it again, like if you were to look on that situation, would you have done anything differently? What that does is it acknowledges that they've been through it, but we're not talking about that time still. Like we're not in the moment of, or moments where they were going through it. 
or uh, another way can, how can you support? How can you be there? But don't look for that person to be the one to bring it to you. You know, it's like understanding the, the trauma and the experience of the indigenous society or people of color or any of that. It's not up to them to teach us. It's up to us with the pale skin tone to be doing the research. And I know that this is all over the place, but it feels like a stream of consciousness. So I'm just going to run with it and we're going to see where it goes from here. I know I have been in the situation where someone has shared with me their great trauma. I see it every day in my work. And I know that some of the most powerful moments were where I said, that sounds like it really sucks. Um, and wow, painful, huh? The acknowledgement of it without making it about me. Like, I don't need to share what the pain I've been through. Empathizing isn't all about bringing up your process. It's actually not about that. It's being able to say, wow, I have not gone through what you're going through right now. And I understand this level of pain and educating yourself in communication and how to have difficult communications and deep communication will empower you to actually be there for someone when they're going through something, when they're not asking you to fix it. They're simply asking you to be present and to witness that they're moving through their pain and they don't need you to make it about them. So you'll see in these posts, yes, this happened. And I remember when, da, 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 and it's like, oh my goodness, that is not the highest way we can be there for someone. And yet we feel the need to connect in that way. So sometimes a heart emoji or a uh, hugs to you or something like that actually can be the most supportive thing you can do. So when you're allowing yourself to be present for someone's pain like this, I see it as a gift. I see it as this person trusts me with their innermost pain and I want to handle it like it's precious China. And yeah, they're going to grow from this. Yes, they're going to look back in hindsight. Yes, they're going to get through it. But now is not the time for me to point out how strong they are or how brave they're being or anything like that. Now is the time to listen. It's perfectly brilliant to say to someone, I don't have the right words right now. I don't know what to say to you. I am here. Ah, because you will feel the love behind that. You will feel the acceptance behind that, that I'm not here to change it. Um, sometimes I, am here to bear witness to the pain that's there and to celebrate with you when you've processed through it. Much like the previous episode where I said, we avoid our feelings and we often don't know how to process someone else's feelings. And when simply our presence is often what's most needed. I would like to encourage people to embrace the awkward moments um, and 
allow for vulnerability, allow for caretaking if necessary, allow yourself to feel that you don't know how to fix something for someone. And also that is not your responsibility. And when someone is feeling this great level of pain, now is also not the time to say to someone, I, it's not great to, to play the victim. And it's also if someone is saying, I'm not a victim, that sometimes that gets praised. And it's like, that's not okay either, because perhaps in that moment, they were the victim. They were, something was perpetrated against them. And if they were, then they actually do get to say in that moment that I was the victim. There's no shame in that. It could be true in that moment that, you know, maybe you experienced bullying in that moment. Absolutely. There was a victim, but the idea that someone wants you to move through that quickly and it's shaming someone who we want to build them up and call them a survivor, but ignoring the fact that they've gone through something. I'll be transparent in that I have seen people sit in their victimhood and that, that is part of my role to help them not sit in it. But in the moment when someone's going through something, it's, and you might be judging that, wow, they're just being a victim around this and shut your face. Um, don't share that. Don't type it in the moment. That's the very definition of a victim, something that was perpetrated against them. So yeah, they actually do get to be that. And I have recently had the experience, well, a couple of years ago where someone victim blamed me. And although I don't feel like a victim now, that really cleared my vision to who the person was because <laughs> it, it was not okay for that to happen and the conversation. And then, yeah, I, that just broke it. So it's not helpful to blame, shame, any of that when someone's in pain. You simply stand there. If you had a part in the pain that was caused, I'm sorry, works really well. It works really well because often we cannot heal and move through trauma or an experience or devastation until we admit that, yes, something was perpetrated against me or towards me. And I have to grieve that. I have to grieve that I was even put in that position. And again, if you're asking for someone just to be strong or saying you're so strong, asks them to shut down and not pull on that emotion. So as you go through the holidays, if you have been interacting with someone perhaps in your family that has asked you to rise above, to be strong, to be brave, to not talk about, to uh, just power through, perhaps they are not the person or persons or family that you need to associate with. So yeah, this is all over the freaking place. And I feel like one of those things, I don't know if I'm going to post this later. I am going to post it because it's going to resonate with someone somewhere. Basically, this all comes down to the idea of strength, the strength within us and the strength that we see in other people. And how can we honor that in a way that doesn't make someone 
feel like they have to fake it till they make it. They have to make sure you're okay. And how does it not have you feel like you have to pull within you simply because somebody is asking for you to be strong? There's all kinds of ways that we can allow strength within us and we can witness it. And there are times where it's just not freaking necessary. So be kind to you and allow for those practices. Yeah. The practice of self-compassion, compassion for others, and of just an awareness that you are not a diamond. You do not need to be put under pressure for your brilliance to shine. You are brilliant in who you are. So are other people. And you get to decide what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if the strength shows up in areas where you're really proud of yourself. Oh my goodness, rock it. If someone is asking you to be strong, to shut your mouth or to power through, you need to ask yourself, where's your self-value? And will you continue to do that? And will you continue to line up with those who don't know how to be there for someone else? It takes courage to decide that that's, those are not your peeps. It takes courage to realize that you don't want to feel strong, that you don't want to be described as strong, that you want to be held in a way that allows you to not be strong. And that takes courage too. And I know that you have that within you. So how about we leave this with Vicki just rambled. It's a man, if you hung in there with me, I am so grateful uh, because There's some times where it can't be contained in a neat little package and it bounces all over the place. And you can hear the passion in my voice about this because I know so many people stuff their emotions and they power through. And I feel like softening and allowing that defense mechanism or ice to melt allows for such beauty to be present. And if other people are asking us to do that, or if they want us to be a certain way so they don't have to deal with the emotions, that's not okay either. So, oh boy, this was all over the place. It's okay. It's a bouncy, bouncy, bouncy podcast. I wish you all the best through the holidays, (laughs) through understanding your value and showing up for you in the best way that works for you. All my best. See you in the next episode. Wow, thank you for listening to this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. If you still want some more Vicky and some more intuitive development skills, you can head over to VickiBaird.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com and check out all the courses that are there, the app that's available for you to load directly on your phone and for the Wisdom Wednesday group that meets once a month where you can meet like-minded people, have instruction in your intuition development as well as coaching strategies for navigating this amazing life that you are in. Thank you again for all you do and who you are. And I will see you over on the website and I will see you in the next episode.